This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. As you know, a wage freeze and indeed a grid advancement freeze uh, has been in place for uh, non-contract employees now um, for uh, almost two years. And uh, where we can, where it's appropriate, we are taking a very prudent approach to these matters. All right, welcome to the Sour the Program. Rob Breckenridge with you. That, of course, was Premier Rachel Notley. She was in Medicine Hat today uh, and asked by reporters about the idea of a wage freeze for public sector workers. Now, she says she's not going to negotiate with public sector unions in the media. Says that they are going to be careful when it comes to the province's finances and that they owe it to the people of Alberta, but that there is a collective bargaining process that has to unfold. Now, many public sector unions, as a result of a recent Supreme Court ruling, do have the right to strike. And maybe that does give them some leverage in negotiations with the government. Now, amid all of this, uh, the opposition Wild Rose have called on the government to avoid pay increases for public sector workers. Uh, They're referring to some uh, pending wage increases for some unionized workers at Alberta Health Services. These will be auxiliary nursing care employees. The Wild Rose calls it a slap in the face to Albertans who have lost their jobs since 2015 or to those who have not seen a pay raise at all in recent years. Now, joining us for some thoughts uh, on all of this, pleased to welcome the program here this afternoon, Guy Smith, who is president of the Alberta Union of Provincial Employees. Guy, good afternoon. Thanks for joining good us afternoon. here. How are you, Rob? Uh, doing very well. So we've got some some comments now from the premier, obviously some comments from the Wild Rose leader that you're reacting to. So what, mm-hmm. what do you make of what you're hearing from the politicians, Guy? Uh, well, I, the, the Wild Rose needs to understand that uh, as part of a democratic society, which we all live in, uh, part of that is the free collective bargaining process that you cannot just impose through legislation uh, wage freezes or other conditions of, of employment. Uh, we've seen that uh, tried by the Premier, uh, Premier Redford government previously, and uh, that move was uh, struck down by the courts, and obviously there was a lot of backlash from the public as well. So the free collective bargaining process has to unfold. Uh, we know that uh, current negotiations we're in and future ones uh, will be challenging, but uh, as long as um, the parties conduct themselves in a respectful manner with the hopes to get to collective agreement. That's really how the process should work. Okay, let's talk about uh, specifically here the auxiliary mm-hmm. uh, nursing care employees at Alberta Health Services. Uh, yeah. it, does, it does seem as though they're, they're in line for a pay raise, but do you think it's disingenuous to frame this as the government giving them a raise? Well, it was uh, direct negotiations with Alberta Health Services, which obviously is an agent of the government, but right. uh, the recommended settlement is through a third-party mediator. Um, and those negotiations have been going on for almost two years and uh, have been needed the assistance of a mediator who's now put uh, a resolution in front of the parties. And our members over the next few weeks will be voting on the terms that the mediator came to, plus things that we agreed to in direct negotiations before. Um, so it's it, that, and again, Rob, that's part of the bargaining process. The use of third party to assist the parties to get together uh, is very common. Uh, but it's it's not binding arbitration, though, is it? No, it's not. It's it's subject to ratification both by uh, our members and also uh, Alberta Health Services. Okay. Uh, so in terms now of what's changed between uh, the Supreme Court ruling and legislation mm-hmm. passed by this government, uh, do all of your members now have the right to strike? 
Yeah, pretty much. The uh, the change in legislation impacted the vast majority of our members, which before there had been uh, a blanket prohibition on the legal right to strike. Um, so with the new legislation, it does put in place those rights or it reestablishes those rights, but it also has requirements for the unions and the employers to negotiate what they call essential services agreements that would, lie, would um, provide a level of essential services during a strike or a lockout. Um, so this is brand new uh, territory for Alberta unions and for um, employers. Uh, it's a very complex process and one that we're working through with a number of employers, but it does change the, the negotiations environment and playing field a little bit, but um, quite honestly, our goal is always to get a, a negotiated settlement at the table. How does having that right to strike change the negotiations? Well, I think, as I said, it levels the playing field because before, uh, when that right was denied, uh, the employer uh, had a great ability to force its position um, subject to other dispute mechanisms such as going to arbitration. Um, so it, it does allow the union, I guess, uh, more leverage at the bargaining table, but um, it's, it's a last resort, quite honestly, Rob, and, and one that our members have to consider extremely carefully, and also it involves a very complex matter of negotiating essential services agreements. So we'd much rather focus on the work that needs to be done at the bargaining table and, and get a, a settlement at, at the table that uh, both parties can agree to. Does the government have the right to lock out employees? Uh, yes, employers now have also the legal right to uh, lock out um, workers as well. Again, uh, that's subject to having an essential services agreement in place. All right. Well, let's talk about the state of Alberta's finances mm-hmm. and how or whether that should impact these negotiations. Right. Uh, as you know, the Wild Rose, the opposition, are pointing out that we've had tens of thousands of Albertans who have lost their jobs, many who have taken pay cuts, who have not had pay raises over the past couple of years. Uh, how does that factor into the government's decisions then? Well, I think everybody's aware of what's happening in the economy in Alberta. And uh, for those of us who have lived in Alberta for a while, we've seen these these, uh, drastic plunges in oil prices, which puts the Alberta economy at risk because we rely so heavily on those uh, that resource revenue. And I can tell you that we represent 90,000 um, frontline workers in the province, all of who are, you know have their own families, and many, many of them have been affected as well by the economic downturn and have had family members and spouses lose their jobs as well. So our members are being hit hard by it too. Um, So there's no doubt that the the government finds itself in a very difficult financial situation. Uh, We've seen this before, as I said. Uh, But quite honestly, uh, forcing wage freezes on on, uh, frontline workers will not... Um, will not solve the problem, the fiscal problems that the government has in. Um, for example, uh, the, the auxiliary nursing care group that you, you mentioned, it, it works out to 1% per year, um, which works out to about $8 million per year um, on a total overall AHS budget of about 18 or $19 billion. Um, and also the, the proposed deficit from the government of you know, over $10 billion, um, you know, those kind of wage increases will not fix the fiscal problem, but it will bring hardship to frontline workers, their families, and also the communities in which they live and work and, and spend their, their hard-earned dollars, uh, keeping local businesses afloat and helping this economy lurch through this current uh, crisis that we're facing. Well, we've seen a growth in, in public sector employee numbers in recent years. Where, where have we seen layoffs? 
Uh, there's layoffs. They're happening right now, I can tell you. And in, in, in Alberta Health Services has moved to, to lay off uh, some of our members. Um, certainly, uh, the front lines of the public service have not kept pace with the population growth we've seen over the last few years. Um, there's a lot of um, health facilities and government uh, facilities that are understaffed. Um, so we see that as a major issue as well. So there is nowhere to cut, Rob. We're already at bare bones when it comes to frontline public services. But having said that, there's there's still uh, layoffs going on. Um, you know, maybe not the kind of layoffs we saw during the, the Klein era, but uh, uh, certainly it, 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 there's not uh, there's not lock stock uh, job security for our, our members. Well, and, and is that an option on the table then in contract negotiations that um, rather than negotiate a, a, a wage increase or try to come up with a new contract to simply say, well, instead, we'll, we'll just lay these people off? Does, does that potentially put an end to some negotiations? Well, there's no doubt that going, uh, and I have to be clear that uh, AUPE has 74 uh, collective agreements that are opening in 2017. So we're talking about a you know a whole range of different collective agreements in all areas of the public service. But uh, everything is on the table for discussion when you go to uh, collective bargaining. So we'll be bringing language changes, uh, proposed language changes that we want to negotiate. Uh, we feel that there's a good opportunity to talk about things that traditionally haven't been spoken about uh, at negotiations. We're hoping that employers are receptive to looking at all sorts of things that um, improve working conditions, improve health and safety, improve workload conditions for our members, which all have an impact at the end of the day on where you get on other issues such as monetary issues. There's 74 contracts up for negotiation this yep. year? 74. AUP has about 130 collective agreements overall that we negotiate, but we have 74 of them opening this year, and some of them are massive, including uh, the one that we have directly with the Alberta government for our members who uh, work uh, frontline government services. This is the largest year of bargaining in AUP's uh, history. Yeah, that is big. So... These are different circumstances, I guess, for each one. But, I mean, yeah. is there an overarching theme that you're coming at these negotiations with that you believe that, that what, your members have had to bite the bullet in recent years, that, that it's time for some, some pay increases? Or do you come at it with a perspective, though, Guy, that we recognize the fiscal realities that the people on the other side of the table are, are working with? Yeah, that that's right. Um, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, the, the employers, including the government of Alberta, will uh, reflect that that position in their proposals at the bargaining table. Uh, but as I said, there's an opportunity, we believe, uh, in many of uh, the contracts we're dealing with to, to look at the language in those collective agreements on a number of different levels. And, and you're right, each one is unique. Each one has its own problems and areas to, to improve. So uh, our elected uh, bargaining teams will be looking at their own collective agreement and seeing where they can make improvements. And, and really, that's the bargaining process. Uh, you know, it, it's open for discussion between the parties. Um, and at the end of the day, as I said, uh, you hope to reach uh, an agreement that both parties are satisfied with. All right. We'll see how it goes then, guys. It's going to be an you interesting bet. year. Thanks for spending it's some sure time well. with us here. Much appreciated. Thanks, Take care. Cheers. Guy Smith, president of the Alberta Union of Provincial Employees. So there you go, 74 contracts up for negotiation this year. And AUPE members do have the right to strike. Uh, certainly, I think we've got in the NDP a union-friendly government, but uh, a party that is now in government and all the responsibility that goes with that. Uh, Don Braid has an interesting piece in the Calgary Herald today looking at how tough some of these negotiations are going to be. 
And I don't think the AUP's, AUP is coming into this thinking, oh, we've got a we've got a friend and ally on the other side of the table. Now's the time for payoff. But you don't get the sense either that the NDP is prepared to take a real hard line here and say, look, we're running a massive deficit. We're not in the mood to be handing out pay raises. So let's get serious. I don't think that's going to be their starting point. All right, 403-974-8255. How does the government need to handle this? Because, look, Guy's right. He didn't create this. He's the leader of the union, but he didn't create this uh, situation where these members are unionized, where they do have agreements, where they do have the right to strike. Let's come back with uh, some of your calls and your text here. This is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.